Grace to you and peace, my friends. Welcome to the We'll Preach for Food podcast. I am Pastor Brenda Satram, standing in for your usual preacher, Pastor Doug Peterson, who happens to be my husband. I'm here at Faith Lutheran Church in Shelton, Washington. Spiritual formation is my thing. I'm interested in spirit because our wants needs and longings, our fears, hurts, and dreams, our values and principles and character are all invisible spiritual things that drive our visible lives. These invisible spiritual things shape our bodies, relationships, our work, bank accounts, homes, and calendars. Our spirits shape our lives. And our lives shape or form our spirits. Here at Faith, we say we want to grow closer to and more like Jesus. To do that, we're going to have to move. We'll want to come and see Jesus like his disciples did. We'll want to hang out with him like his friends Mary and Martha. So at Faith, one way we'll do that is through spiritual conversations at home and at church that use a pattern called the Faith Five. Share, read, talk, pray, and bless. Faith Five Conversations form our spirits in ways that grow ourselves, our marriages, our friendships, families, and world. So, welcome to the Faith Five. Share, read, talk, pray, and bless. We start with sharing. God already knows everything about you and me, but we don't know each other, and we don't even really know ourselves until we share our stories. It can be scary, but friends, no thought or emotion is foreign to the God whose image we bear, who in fact has worn flesh himself. And the stories of God and God's people tell it all. There's nothing left out. For example, in today's Psalm, Psalm 139, David praises the God who created and formed, who knows and attends him, every moment of every day with almost suffocating intimacy. In his next breath, David demands God kill his enemies whom he hates with a perfect hatred. Then he says, like he heard himself cross a line, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The Faith Five invites us to put ourselves out there like that, to share our highest highs and lowest lows with someone daily. It teaches us to listen without interrupting or fixing. It teaches us to affirm and to empathize. Yep, I've felt like that. I've been there too. It's harder for singles to practice the Faith Five daily. You'll have to use the phone. Or maybe create a weekly practice with a friend or a small group. Our Faith Connections ministry can help too. But it's important. Because here's the thing. When, like David, we speak aloud our big feelings, like, say, anger, even hate for Donald Trump or Nancy Pelosi for those damn Antifa protesters or those nasty proud boys. Maybe we'll hear ourselves cross the line 
and ask God to search our hearts and tend the hurt and fear that always fuel violent thoughts, feelings, words, and deeds. You see, anger is always a secondary emotion. Anger always covers over pain or fear, a wound, a hurt. So pain and fear are the real drivers behind our violence. And healing starts with sharing, with telling our stories and being heard. Sharing ourselves, knowing, being known, being accepted, belonging. That's when healing starts. And we do it at home first and in our home of faith. Welcome. Read. God still speaks. And God speaks in the Bible. So in our families, in our family of faith, we read it. The Bible is an ancient book from a foreign land, so it is hard to read. That's why we read it together and start with smaller, maybe clearer bits, like today's story from Samuel. We don't need to be experts to listen for God's voice in our hearts. We just need practice. Study helps. But we can get there from here. Now as I tell this story, kind of simply, you can read it at home in full this week, Um, But I won't do it just now. As I tell the story, listen for words, phrases, and images that stand out to you. Long ago in Israel, when words and visions from God were uncommon, the boy Samuel, his own birth and answer to his mother's desperate prayer, was ministering in God's temple under Eli the priest. One night while Samuel was sleeping near God's lamp in the temple, he heard a voice call his name. Samuel! Samuel! He ran to Eli's room. Here I am, you called? No, I didn't, said Eli. Go back to bed. Twice more this happened. Then Eli caught on. Samuel, he said, if you hear the voice again, say, Speak, Lord for your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and God called again. Samuel listened, and God entrusted a big, hard message to a new young messenger. So, what stood out to you? I'll tell you, this line always captures me. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Let this be our prayer every time we come to read. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. God does speak. Help us listen. And then let's talk. The Faith Five invites us to ask, where does this passage connect with my life? I'll tell you, it connects for me that in Samuel's day, God seemed quiet and far away. (laughs) I get that. At the same time, Samuel himself was an answer to prayer. Maybe God's standing right in front of me, and I didn't even notice. I love that Eli doesn't think clearly in the middle of the night, neither do I. What connects for you? It's probably different. So to talk about that, 
makes us bigger and richer. We understand more. Today's gospel lesson from John reminds us that everywhere Jesus went, he gathered people to see and hear and talk about him and his work, to learn and grow because, not in spite of, our differences. For instance, in our psalm, David hates folks who do bad stuff in God's name with that perfect hatred. And when we come and see Jesus, we hear him say, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. On the other hand, Jesus threw small businesses out of the temple in anger. We should talk this through. Figure out what it means for us. Because every day we live and follow Christ in a wild new world. Our kids and grandkids question cultural norms that I rely on. Gender, sexuality, and marriage. Language, religion, economy, ecology, everything. This scares me and it gives me hope. Because it lets us talk it through. And find new ways to move. In our house and in our house of faith, Pastor Doug and I are committed to talking about everything. There is no bad or stupid question. All the thoughts, feelings, and possibilities are and should be on the table, and I will not judge anyone who disagrees with me. In his first letter to Corinth, at least I will not judge them. I will, but I will repent and I will give it up and I will move on. That's how that goes. So in his first letter to Corinth, Paul writes, in Christ, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be controlled by anything. So there's a way to talk it through, right? I will not judge people. I will ask, Is what we're doing or thinking beneficial? Is it controlling you? Is it controlling us? I'll ask, is this working for you or for us? I'll ask, does this thought, feeling, or behavior look, sound, smell, and taste like Jesus? Like God's spirit? Or like something else entirely? And before I question anybody else, I will sit and search my heart with God and talk with a trusted, faithful friend or two. This kind of conversation opens our minds, forms our spirits, shapes our lives toward Christ's. So we talk and we pray. The Faith Five practice invites us to pray for each other, to remember highs and lows our reading and its connections, and to speak with God on each other's behalf. Praying for another person honors their story and shares their load. There is no wrong way to pray for yourself or others. You just can't get that wrong. (laughs) Bible folk pray in exquisite poetry and primal groans. It is this simple. God wants a conversational friendship with you. Because God loves you and longs to hear your voice, especially in your care for others. Quick story about prayer. When our son Ben was a toddler, I was studying God's love and seeking to experience it myself in prayer. One morning, Ben padded out in his little footed sleeper, you know, step, step, step on those little plastic feet. <laughs> 
And he crawled into my lap in the big chair and nestled into my arms, all rumpled and smelly from sleep. He fit perfectly. Remembering that moment of resting love still takes my breath away. And I thought, this is how God feels when I show up. God loves me like this, only way so much more however rumpled and messy I am. God loves you like that, too. Just show up. Bless God's heart. Pray. Bless. Benediction means good word. And oh, how we need them. It takes like seven affirmations to balance one criticism, to bring our spirit, our mood back up. What if all our conversations, like our worship services, ended with good, loving, affirming words? That alone would change the world. We don't have to agree to know that we belong. We do need to feel that we are known and accepted and loved just as we are, no matter what. So a Faith Five conversation always ends with good words, a blessing. Are you figuring out that the Faith Five is nothing new at all? It's just a simple way to get our heads around the old, old story and how to have an awesome conversation. Doug and I trust that practicing the Faith Five pattern of share, read, talk, pray, bless in our homes and at our church will help us connect with God and others in ways that form our spirits and shape our lives to be like the free, brave, loving spirit of Christ. And that will bless the world. Dear ones, God made you special and loves you very much. Amen. Mm-hmm.